Hey, Sweat Sisters, welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, which highlights women who are balancing demanding careers with a healthy lifestyle and hurtling over personal and professional obstacles. I'm your host, Aisha DeVore Branch, and each week I have a sister to sister chat with an inspiring go getter. And listeners learn how good things come to those who sweat. If this is your first time listening, what up? You could be anywhere in the world and you're here with me and I really appreciate that. If you love what you hear, take a second to subscribe to the podcast so you get updates every time we drop a new episode. If you got half a second, leave a rating, which will help other sweat sisters in need of inspiration find our podcast. If you have a minute, please follow us across all social media platforms. We are at Pretty Girl Sweat on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and YouTube. Use the hashtag Pretty Girl Sweat when sharing this episode. And if you have five minutes, please leave a review and let us know how we're doing. You're listening to season two, episode 25 of the Pretty Girl Sweat Show. And today I'm chatting with Melissa Butler. The Detroit native went from working on Wall Street to skillfully and strategically launching a startup beauty brand, The Lip Bar, into a nationwide phenomenon. When the Florida A&M University grad took her line of custom-made vegan lipsticks on ABC's Shark Tank in 2015, she was laughed out of the room. But the experience only further ignited her ambition to succeed, and it taught her an important lesson about persistence that would years later allow her to land the Lip Bar's products on shelves at 142 Target stores across the country. Take a listen as we discuss her journey from stocks and bonds to beauty and how she makes a healthy lifestyle a priority. Melissa, welcome to the Pretty Girl Slut Show. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I feel like we've been trying to do this since forever. Yes, but it's happening, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. Okay, well, you are, you know, chatting with us live today from your office, so we get to kind of, you know, snatch you away for a bit and kind of talk about your life uh, from beginning to where it is now. So let's start from your upbringing. I really want to know about your childhood. Tell us about, you know, your parents, your siblings, all that good stuff. So I grew up in Detroit. I have one older sister. I was raised by a single mom. So what's interesting about that and considering we're all about health and even the lip bar is based on vegan and cruelty-free cosmetics and really just being very intentional about the ingredients that we use. Growing up in Detroit, my mom worked midnight. So I I wasn't necessarily eating healthy. My mom didn't have the capacity to make me breakfast every morning or even dinner because she would be at work. So I kind of grew up on Hot Pockets and pot pies and, and microwavable food like a lot of people in our generation. And I have recently decided to make more of a health conscious effort because, I mean, the reality is the food is killing us. So growing up, I was the type of kid that was a rebel. I did stop eating beef and pork when I was 12. And that was because I read an article that said it was bad for you. And so I was like, Mom, we can't eat this anymore. It clogs your arteries. So I was that sort of kid who was like a decision maker, who read things. And and even to this day, 
I'm a data collector. Like I love finding out new information and then deciding what of that information that I will apply to my life. Wow. Well, you like that in school too, as, as a student? I remember, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade and my teacher said, oh, you're a little miss inquisitive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? And she was like, look it up. <laughs> and so when I when I learned what it was, it basically she thought that I was being in her business. Um, so when I when I looked it up, I realized that I am naturally a person who wants to be included, and I want all of the information so I can make the best decision. That's a good quality to have, especially at a young age. Yeah, but you don't know it. That's the thing about being young. Um, and being exposed, I firmly believe that everything in life is about exposure. So at a young age, you're, you're learning so much and you're not even realizing that you're learning or how these things that you're learning will be applied in real life, especially into adulthood. Well, you were picking up on things at an early age, especially when it comes to eating healthy, but what about getting active? Did you play any sports or how did you stay moving? So first of all, this is one thing that I tell my mama that I resent her for. I was not (laughs) active. No, I'm serious. Like even today, like I have to work so hard to build muscle because I have no muscle memory. It's so important at a young age to get active. Like I was a cheerleader for all of two weeks. (laughs) What happened, Melissa? I was never active. And I regret it because being active it, it just builds a certain mentality. Like I'm a sore loser. I am mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the person who would play video games with my sister. And my sister was always active. She used to play basketball. She was like the captain of her team. But we would play video games. And if I lost, and because my sister is incredibly competitive, she would tease me. Mm-hmm. And like that, that didn't work well for me. So I explicitly and very vividly remember her teasing me after I lost and me grabbing the remote control Uh and hitting her in the head with it and running. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh Lord. Okay. (laughs) And running because I never learned how to use your losses to your advantage, to then cultivate future wins. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I had to learn. And I think it's one of my proudest skill sets. Like I'm I'm extremely resilient. Like everyone talks about me going on Shark Tank and how we got this very public rejection Mm -hmm. and how I kept going afterwards. But that was a muscle that I had to exercise because I used to be the little girl who wanted to fight you if I lost. So, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like still trying to figure out how you only did cheerleading for two weeks. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) I I couldn't do splits, girl. That's how I was with ballet. As soon as they tried to make me do a split, I was like, yeah, next sport, next activity. I'm not doing that. Okay. (laughs) All right. So you build up this resiliency and then you decided to attend Florida A&M University, which many people know as FAMU. Why did you decide to go to that school all the way from Detroit? Um, Well, I've always wanted to go to an HBCU. So what's funny is I started the Lit Bar while I was working on Wall Street. And a lot of people tend to say like, 
oh, you have a business background. And so that's why you're successful or that's why you've been able to understand the numbers of business. And I'm very quick to tell them and remind them like, Wall Street didn't teach me this. Fam, you taught me this. So I knew that I wanted to go to an HBCU because I knew that I needed to be in an environment that would cultivate who I am and the skills that I didn't know that I had. So when I got to FAMU, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was good at. I didn't even know that I truly had value. And going to an HBCU, you know, if you're actually like, of course, you're going to have fun and network and, and maybe play all that fun stuff. But ultimately, you're there to grow. And HBCUs, they literally water you. They, they water you. You go there as a seed, you leave as a tree. Mm. And I knew that. And I knew that it was something that I needed because I didn't grow up with all of the opportunities. I didn't grow up doing summer camp. Like my mom didn't go to college. So she couldn't really tell me experiences. She didn't, couldn't really tell me what to expect. Uh, we were going through the student loan process together. And so I know I knew that I needed to be an environment where I will be more than just a number. Mm. Well, since FAMU prepared you for life, are there any hacks that you used in college that maybe you still use today as a businesswoman? Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing is just knowing that you are responsible for your life. So for instance, at FAMU, they would teach me things like, know that you'll probably be the only but use it to your advantage and know that when it gets tough, that you were made for this. And so fam, you just gave me like these little reminders, these little tactics of like, okay, well, um, if it floods, this is how you build a bridge. So everything from knowing how to be persistent when I want to pursue an opportunity to understanding that If you're trying to pursue an opportunity, it needs to be a mutually beneficial relationship. So FAMU was one of the first places that I learned that you can't think with the mindset of what's in it for me. You have to think about it from like the idea of what's in it for us. That's approaching any relationship, whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's your mother, a business partner, uh, a business relationship. Like, this is what I'm going to get out of it, but also this is what you're going to get out of it. I learned that at FAMU. Good. Okay, so you worked on Wall Street. Was that your very first job outside of FAMU? Like, as soon as you graduated from FAMU? Yep, that was my first job. Okay, what did you do to get your foot in the door of your very first job? So, again, at FAMU, they taught me that I needed to be marketable. It's not good enough to just go to college because that kind of everybody's doing it and you have to set yourself apart. So while in college, I made sure that I engaged in extracurricular activities. I volunteered. um, I pledged a sorority. And I was like really just thinking about all of the different things that I could do to make sure that when I got out of school, especially because I was taking out student loans for that opportunity. So I needed to make sure that when I graduated, 
I would actually have a job on the other side of it. So while at FAMU, I studied abroad. I lived in China for six months. um, And it was really like, do you want to go to London or do you want to go to China? And this was a question that I was asking myself because FAMU didn't offer a semester long study abroad program. So I found it on my own because again, I was thinking, how can I make myself stand out amongst my peers so that I I can get the job that I want on the other side of it? So yeah, I studied abroad in China for six months. I was going to all of the career fairs. I was reaching out to alumni, asking them, you know, what should my resume look like to make sure that I was, again, thinking about it from the what's in it for us perspective. I'm like, oh, a black girl that speaks Mandarin? This got to be valuable to somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, college was amazing and it prepared me because I was willing to do the work to prepare myself. Okay. So you're working on Wall Street and then you decide to take the biggest risk ever for your career. What was that? Well, I left my job to start focusing on my business. So people always want to know, you know, why did I quit my job? When did I know I was ready to quit my job? Even my mom thought that I was absolutely insane. So the lip bar was probably 18 months old. And I was just like, you know what? I really believe in my purpose. I really believe in, you know, attacking the beauty industry and challenging what the standard has meant for years and creating a more inclusive outlook on beauty. And so I decided to take the risk. I was like, I'm going to quit my job at the end of the day. I now have a degree and I have experience. So I know that if I fall flat on my face, like I have a foundation that I can go back to. And so for me, I didn't really have anything other than student loans. I was very young. I didn't have any real responsibilities. That's the benefit of being young you have a world of opportunity at your fingertips. And more importantly, you have room to make mistakes. You don't have to have it right at 16, at 21, or at 25, because I didn't start the lip bar until I was 26. And so I had spent a lot of years getting a lot of different experiences before I landed on that. And so at that point, I was comfortable taking the risk because I knew that if it didn't work out, I can say I gave it my best. Did you save a certain amount of money to like get your business started or take out loans? Yeah, I saved money. So for the first four years, the lip bar was all just bootstrapped. Some people think of working in a corporate environment or working a job is a bad thing. Like entrepreneurship is very trendy nowadays, but I can't be Melissa, the founder and CEO of the bar, if I hadn't worked that job on Wall Street because I wouldn't have had the money to start it. So I saved a lot of money to get my business off the ground. That meant I had to sacrifice. Like I wasn't always at brunch on the weekends. I couldn't always shop the Zara sale. 
And I was comfortable with that because I knew that I was about to follow my dream. I essentially saved a ton of money. Like you're working and this is what you went to school for so that you could afford a lifestyle. And so after a while, you start realizing like, oh, brunch on the weekends isn't as important as me following my dreams. So I started sacrificing. I wasn't at brunch every Sunday. I wasn't shopping every week. Um, I shifted my mindset because I knew that I was working towards something bigger. And, and that was just the risk that I was willing to take. Well, being an entrepreneur can be pretty scary, I know, from my own experience. But was there anything that comforted you or anyone who comforted you along this path? Um, my friends were super supportive. Um, I mean, and even my mom, she thought that I was crazy for wanting to quit my job to make lipstick because I didn't know how to make lipstick. I didn't go to school for chemistry. I went to school for finance. And here I am making lipstick in my kitchen. Um, but I think one of the things that you have to understand about entrepreneurship and starting a business is that everyone isn't going to get it. And that's okay. So don't be mad at your friends and family. If they don't support you, they just don't know your vision yet. And maybe, maybe that's a challenge to you to figure out how to better articulate your vision. So it's like, when people think something is cool, they think it's cool. So if they think it's a little wonky, try to figure out like where you're, where you're losing them. And that can help you refine your pitch. But generally, my mom wasn't supportive from the gate. My friends were. And then over time, the more serious people saw that I was, then the more they supported. They were like, oh, she's not letting this lipstick thing go. Oh, she's, she's serious about this company. And so I say that to say, you have to be willing to go the extra mile when there's no one there with you. And you have to understand that that's probably a part of the territory and that's okay. Yeah. So what would you say was your proudest moment so far with your company? Um, that's a tough one. Um, probably when I hear my customers saying that they've never thought that they could wear a pink lipstick because they thought they were too dark or someone saying they've never seen themselves in a beauty campaign until now. I mean, the lip bar is growing very quickly. We're in Target stores across the country. And those were very proud moments. But I think the bigger thing is understanding how we're impacting the beauty industry and then ultimately impacting our customers by reminding them that they are enough. Yeah. Okay. You're running a business. So a healthy or successful day has to look a certain way for you. What would that look like? So now that it's nice, because I live in Detroit mm -hmm. and it's not always nice, <laughs> um, I've been riding my bike. So I ride my bike whenever I'm in town, honestly, but on average about eight to 10 miles a day. Wow. And it really just allows me to start my day on the right path. I get to let go of any of the tension and the frustration. I get to get my mind really active and I wake my body up. Like I love to work out first thing in the morning. 
Like I need to do it at the top of the morning because that's when I know I'm going to perform my best throughout the rest of the day. And it's, it's true that, you know, one healthy decision creates other healthy habits. So it's like if I work out in the morning, instead of having chips, I might have a salad for lunch and I don't want to waste my workout. So maybe I'll eat less carbs sort of thing. I'm trying all sorts of things with my diet right now. So I'm not vegan, but I am pescatarian and I only eat select seafood, but I'm also trying to be gluten-free and just really being very intentional about the foods that I eat because honestly, your body needs fuel and it needs the right fuel. So if you think about like a luxury car, you can't put regular gas in a luxury car. And so I'm trying to live my best luxury lifestyle. I'm trying to bring my A game every single day. And so the reality is if I'm giving my body trash, then my mind won't be right. I won't be able to focus in the way that I need to, to deliver the results that I need to help my business grow. Wow. So your mornings are pretty set with working out. What about at night? Is there something that you do before you go to sleep every single night that makes you happy? Um, I don't really have a night routine other than like washing my face and brushing my teeth. Um, I'm a tea drinker, so I don't drink coffee. So in the mornings, I'll have like apple cider vinegar tea, which I make myself. And at night, like when I'm really trying to wind down, I might have another cup of chamomile tea. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions okay. and you can just spit off the first answer that comes to the top of your mind. Um, is there an app or a site that you use to manage your life? Trello. Oh, I love Trello too. Oh, I, I like Asana as well, but. Yeah. I like Trello I more. My whole really? team uses Asana and I just ignore it. <laughs> you like to get those alerts okay all right uh what is your favorite book I have a favorite business book okay. which is probably the Sam Walton story made in America or no so I'm a book reader um my favorite business book has probably pivoted to shoe dog the the Nike story so I would uh. definitely encourage everyone to read shoe dog it's the Phil Knight story and it really just shows his resilience and how he built Nike into this multi-billion dollar company that it is today wow okay and what's something you do to make fitness fun or or any kind of way that you make fitness fun I make fitness fun with music. Like when a hype song comes on, it makes me go so hard. And also I give myself room to not go hard. I think that it's better to just do something if you don't have the energy to go hard. So it's like, I make fitness fun by truly incorporating it into my lifestyle and understanding that it should be as normal as brushing my teeth and showering. What's on your workout playlist? Um, so I'm an old person. I only really listen to old music. Um, it'll take a year for something to get into my library. So <laughs> for instance, today I was listening to Travis Scott Antidote. And that song is like two okay. years old. But I was listening to it like it came out yesterday. <laughs> 
You know what? It's classic. You can't, you know, you can't ever not like that song. That's a good yeah. song. Okay, it's not bad. Uh, okay, what's your favorite workout besides riding a bike? The Stairmaster. Okay. Nothing kicks my always... butt like the Stairmaster. I feel like it's just so effective and it's just really hard. Like, I like hard workouts. Um, I run. I think running is amazing, but it doesn't give me the same energy that the Stairmaster does. Okay. And what's always in your book bag or your gym bag? Always in my gym bag, lip balm. I hate having ashy lips. Eh. Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, what do you typically eat before you work out? Nothing. I typically have fasted workouts. And after the workout, I try to have a banana or like a full meal. I try to stay away from like energy bars and protein bars. I, I don't want all of these nutrients packed into a bar with a lot of sugar. I want real food. I want a plate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on a cheat day, what are you going to eat? On a cheat day, I'm going to probably have fries. Yeah. Okay. What is your go-to beauty product? I feel like I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> My go-to beauty product is probably Boy Trouble Liquid Lipstick by The Lip Bar. My secondary go-to product is probably um, a face product. I'm obsessed with skincare. Okay. Okay. Any specific like brand that you like? I have a whole closet of here. <laughs> um, but I like um I like Urban Skin RX. I like La Mer. I'm a really big fan of like micellar water. Um Sunday Riley Good Jeans is probably the product that I've been using the longest. Cause typically I switch out okay. beauty products. Me, I've been like using the same thing since really? high school. I'm terrible. Yes. I literally said a phone. That's it. It is. And people are like, what are you using your skin? I'm like, girl, you can go right to the drugstore and get the same thing. I mean, I just, mm -hmm. it is what it is. And Neutrogena pads. Those Neutrogena nice pads. Skincare, or having a nice skin structure is largely about what you eat. So if I eat something trash, I see it on my face. And so Absolutely. working out is really important. I love the sauna and the steam room because I feel like my face is literally glowing after I sweat out all the bacteria. So it's like if you're eating the good stuff, like if you're having healthy fats like avocado and, and almonds and you're working out, your skin will look good. For sure. What about deodorant? I am currently using Schmitz. And I also like um, a cure, their natural deodorant. And then there's a black owned company called Oyen Handmade and they have deodorant. It's called Funk Butter. I absolutely love it. It's coconut mango and I would highly recommend oh. it. That sounds like it smells it, delicious. It oh, wow. Okay. I got to check that out. Okay. When you hear the words, pretty girls sweat, what do they mean to you? Pretty girl sweat to me just means that you're you're taking your self-care seriously. It means that everybody is beautiful because I truly believe that. And in order to enhance your beauty, you're willing to take care of yourself. All right. Well, what's next for you and the lip bar? This is a really exciting year for us. For the last seven years, we've only had lip products 
And this year, we're expanding outside of lip. We're launching our first non-lip item at Essence Festival in a couple of weeks. So I'm super excited. Congratulations. Okay. Keep me posted on when that's going down. I'll be out there for Essence, you know, just getting my life. So I'll, <laughs> I'll put it in my calendar when I stop yes, by. Please, we'll have the release. link. Hopefully I'll run into you at a brunch or something. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was so incredible speaking to you as thank it always is. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing. It's so important. Thank you. I appreciate that coming from you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right. We did a good job today. And that's Melissa. If you're as inspired as we are, go check her out on Instagram at Melissa R. Butler and at The Lip Bar. You can also visit her website, thelipbar.com. Join us on Saturday, September 14th for the third annual Pretty Girl Sweat Fest Atlanta. Grab your squad for the ultimate Sweat Sisterhood Fitness Festival. Register to receive exclusive access to elite trainers because with heart pumping workouts coupled with the dopest female DJs, you'll get a first class ticket to your favorite fitness trends and hit songs. When you're not sweating it out, you can rehydrate at our sip stations, refuel in our savor garden filled with deliciously healthy food trucks, refresh in our style lounge and shop in our vendor village. Head on over to prettygirlsweat.com PGSF to get your tickets today before they're gone. Just one more thing before you take off. Do you want to get a short email from Pretty Girl Sweat every Monday and Friday that serves as a daily dose of all things inspiring and allows you priority access to our upcoming events? Just go to prettygirlsweat.com. That's prettygirls with an S, sweat.com. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. And if you sign up, you'll soon discover that there's no hood like sisterhood. Until next time. Always remember that good things come to those who sweat.